Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change with your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and Daily Antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. go i'm glad you found it stone good morning everybody it's thursday may 18th day national visit your relatives day international museum day national hiv vaccine awareness day national dirty dishes day and you know gretchen got some dirty dishes because she cooks so much and of course it's national cheese souffle day are you gonna make a cheese souffle gretchen Anyway, (laughs) thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top hand corner of your screen to find out where we live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can also participate in the show by raising your hand. If you have a brief comment on the story most recently presented. Gretchen, I do hear a buzzing. It's coming from you, I think, every time you unmute. Suck it. Yeah, you're still quiet. Is it definitely me? Uh, no, I don't hear it now. We're rolling. We're going. You're good now. Whatever you did, you fixed it. I what was that response you had? The settings, was it, was it, since you guys had me cranked to the max. What you, would, you, would you tell Jason just a second ago? I don't know. But suck we, it? We got, we got Gretchen cranked. Is that allowed in the first 10 minutes? Suck it? That's allowed in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> it's not a swear word. Not a swear word. Stone Slate is uh, acknowledging that that's the right thing to do. I see him nodding his head up and down. So, Jason Beck, suck it. Suck it. It's all good to go. First 10 minutes. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to kick it off with the dope dad himself. That's right. Who loves to sing. Just suck it, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. The dope dad himself. That's right. Quasimodo's little, 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 uh, little, Quasimodo. yeah, the, the little, the little, uh, the little baby, you know what I'm saying? Baby, whatever his name, baby Yoda. Oh, yes, the dope dad himself, Rico the Meat. All right, all right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so uh, my story is coming out of New York where there's always some drama as we are. Um, <laughs> Jason's gonna love this one, and I hope uh, Sean Kiernan, if he is in the audience, he can join us for a little comment on this uh, too, because it involves veterans and uh, CANY, uh, the Cannabis uh, Association of New York State, and uh, a little drama that's uh, brewing up between them and priority given to uh, ex-cons as far as giving out licenses. So um, 
New York's premier cannabis industry trade group actually removed an advocate who is uh, Carmine Fiore, and uh, he is a FDNY emergency medical tech, served in the Army from 2008 to 2016, and up until last week, he was also CNY's um, Veterans Committee chairman. He said that he was ousted from the post as a punishment for openly accusing Governor Kathy Hochul's administration discriminating against disabled vets and prioritizing convict what he calls convicted drug felons uh, when awarding licenses. In an interview with the New York Post, Fiore said that it was direct retaliation for complaining about the lack of cannabis licenses given to veterans, um, and it's a position that they did not like at all. He says that although New York's uh, Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act uh, Action Act of 2021 reserved half of all pot sale licenses for groups such as former marijuana convicts, veterans, and women, so far ex-cons and their kin, his words, um, have gotten the lion's share, and only criminal applicants have been allowed to apply. A few days after the Post published and quoted Fiore, he says that uh, CNY suspended his email and access to the trade group's internal network without warning. He then went on to say that the horrible ordeal is an effort to silence veterans. Um, while Fiore seems to have uh, been the first to speak up on CANY's growing internal rift, other members of the Veterans Committee are now doing the same, and several wrote letters to CANY leadership objecting to Fiore's removal as the Vets Panel Chairman. Committee member William Nogard wrote in a letter addressed to CANY President Alan Gandelman and Livingston, uh, it's my Position that Carmine has drawn valuable attention to veterans' cannabis issues that others were unwilling to uh, or unable to address. Statements of um, Fiore's comments to the Post were statements of fact that veterans are being overlooked and passed over in the OCM licensure process. The article likely, uh, likely embarrassed some of the people because it shed light on certain biases that are in violation of the letter of the law as, par, as per the MRTA, end quote. Uh, per the article, in a May 16 letter to uh, VET committee members, Leila, Leila Zubi and Cannabis Association's general counsel does not explicitly say why Fiore was bounced as the chairman of the VET's panel. She said, CNY's mission statement requires the group's advocacy to be restorative, sustainable, and inclusive, and with a united voice and must remain a trusted, reliable, and, and, and ethical leader in the cannabis industry. Now, I'm sure the full truth of what happened here will come to light at some point, and it's a shame CNY decided to handle things the way that they did, if this is in, in fact true. Censorship and the silencing of voices in, uh, in dissent, in my personal opinion, is never a good way to operate in the land where the First Amendment, I think, should never be compromised. However, CNY is a private organization, and if they choose to maneuver in this fashion, that's their choice. Um, I think what the, uh, what the gentleman, uh, this disgruntled veteran here should do, like st start up another organization, uh, period. Um, here in uh, California, um, I don't know, uh, Jason, like how many of these organizations have come and gone over the last seven, eight years? Like, like countless right um and if they're doing stuff like this to censor you to uh, silence you uh, for openly criticizing the people that are in power which i think should be done um doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left um then look elsewhere start a new uh, organization and put these guys out of business um, that's just my take on it i'd love to hear what everybody else has to say on this i'm rico lamit dopest dad on the street for hyatt nine news Oh man, man, man! So are they? Are they? They're not calling this guy a whistleblower. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, on a small scale, a uh, small W, yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's saying straight up, he's like, hey, these licenses are only going out to criminals. Otherwise, these are all yeah. people that are somehow related to the governor's office. Yeah, but this is not whistleblowing. We knew all yeah, the I mean, first licenses were going to right. criminals, so I don't get right. what. Oh uh, yeah, but, but 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 the other part, the other part is criminal or family members. Right. right, that was already speculate. We already knew that was happening. Just we, knew, so. we knew it was right. going to happen. Like it, it, it is what it is on that front. Um, I think he. I mean, start a new organization. That's, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, there's uh, several other organizations. There's several other lanes that can and should be filled and if cany decides to ride or die on everything that kathy hochel and her crew um are putting out in their statements and uh, they want to stand behind all these photo ops that aren't really doing much for the industry start something else just photo ops with no purchases right rico yep mm -hmm. start start another one and put these guys in the dirt that's, I mean, I, I, I do think it's pretty shameful. I mean, in, in, in reality, I think I think other people that should be prioritized are the disabled people and veterans, definitely, uh, because veterans fought for this country for us to be able to have the freedoms that we do have in this country. So that would fall under the freedom of being able to consume cannabis if you choose to do so or not. Um, although the federal government doesn't acknowledge that they need to get their stuff in line also. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, what you're saying uh, there, Jason. However, um, I do believe, my personally, my personal belief is the um, ex-convicts with, uh, with 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 cannabis convictions. I think they should be at the front of the list. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say to exclude them. I'm just saying that it needs to be a more ex more inclusionary list. Okay. Because the disabled people, ca cannabis was what was built on the backs of the disabled. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I I, so I agree. I, I, every I, single program. Mm -hmm. Every, there's not a single state that has acknowledged the disabled at all. Not a single well, and, state. And how, how about this? If, if we want to split hairs, like how about this? The disabled uh, folks and the folks in the medical community, they should have priority to medical licensing. Period. They there's should no have priority to medical licensing. There's no money. People who, were, people who were convicted there's for no cannabis, uh, uh, had uh, cannabis convictions in the past, they should have priority to adult use. So if you're question, disabled, question, question, disabled question, question. Cannabis conviction, then then you're then you're even moved to more to the front of the line. I think you should. Okay, all right. I I, I, I can get. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you, Rico. People that have been negatively affected by this plant, this industry is making a lot of money. People that have been affected by the way the government handled this plant leading up till now deserve to be in the front of the line. I 100% agree with that. I, I I agree with you too, Jason. That veterans have a place and, and yes. the state yes. have a place. I don't agree with how it sounded the way he, he described the people that are, are getting it as criminals. I, I, I don't agree with that. I also don't agree with, with the guy losing his job over, over speaking his mind. You know, that's, that's something that that's, it's America. We're supposed to be able to speak our mind and work out our differences. Right. However, the people that have been affected by this plant because of the nonsense from our government definitely deserve in every state to be in the front of the line. And he, and he has a legitimate gripe. And I don't want to minimize that at all. He has a legitimate, uh, legitimate gripe there. And I think the problem is the overgeneralization um, that the Holtzlis administration uh, put out in the MRTA. Um, they are saying that, you know, disabled veterans, um, um, uh, people with past convictions and women's groups, just like putting that blanket statement out there and, and no prioritization um, and, and you're showing favoritism. That's a legitimate gripe. 
Um, and they should have put like we're going to go with these first, those second, these third. Um, as far as prioritization, you wouldn't have uh, the problem that they're having right now. Mm-hmm. Question. Be specific. Can I jump in? Yeah, please, Gretchen. We that, I, I've been waiting. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to upset anybody here on the show. Uh, my question is, has any state prioritized veterans at all? Have they been can prioritized anywhere? No, and I think it's the best path forward if you want to be heard on the highest of levels. I think like all of these minority groups, the women groups, uh, um, everybody else, I think they should be in alignment with the veterans because um, if the, the quickest way to get a Democrat and a Republican to agree on something is say that it affects the veterans. Everybody wants to ride for the vets. You know, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, Sean from Weed for Warriors is, is, says in here, he says legal cannabis is absolutely anti-veteran. And I've heard that from from Sean. I've heard it from multiple, multiple, multiple uh, um, uh, veterans in this space. A lot of my uh, close friends from across the industry have said the same exact thing. You got some, you got some I don't see how anybody can go against uh, veterans um, and their initiatives and their causes. I don't uh, It's just that's an American. That is the most American thing that we can meet in the middle. Cannabis and vets. We can ride for both of those. So um, um, anybody who's going against those, like this guy is C-A-N-Y, like, dude, like start up a new start up a new lane, start up a new organization. Put these guys out out of the out of the conversation. Well, well Sean, Sean in the chat, he's saying he's saying that um, he's saying that the politicians are basically just ser- doing lip service because he's saying that they'll agree with you and then they do nothing behind the scenes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I think this guy needs to get a hold of Sean and get a hold of We for Warriors and get into some activism in regards to. And maybe who knows, maybe they can even go over to Michigan and find all that missing money too, that 40 million. Oh, yeah. The, the new Bash Brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, see Sean, I, do, I need Sean Kiernan and a Carmine Fiore to have two microphones <laughs> to silence all of the haters out there and bring them the motherfucking heat. That we oh, yeah, but we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. That was spice, Rico. So spicy. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's Tuesday over here at Green Street, and we got Smokey Vanilla with us in the building. So that's right. It is time to stretch and smoke. We just got done smoking. Now we're going to stretch it out, and then we're going to smoke again. Let's go. I'm Smokey Vanilla with my background in kinesiology and bodywork massage and assisted stretching. You got to come check it out, baby. Check me out on IG at SmokeyVanilla1, Stretch and Smoke. Twitter, Smokey Vanilla. Social Club, Stretch and Smoke. We're also on Sports Recovery by Dan and Jam. If you want to feel as good as I look, then make sure that you get a Stretch and Smoke in with Smokey Vanilla. Yeet! Up next, we have the industry's longest continuously operating retailer, West Hollywood's president of cannabis tourism and Smoky Vanilla's muse. <laughs> Coming to the stage, it is Jason Beck. Oh, yeah, Rico. Good morning, everybody. Oh, man, we were talking a lot about Oregon yesterday. And you know what? Oregon is still in the news, Okay. And guess what they're talking about now after all of our conversations yesterday with all about Oregon? Well, 
Oregon is to withhold cannabis retail licenses for unpaid taxes, everybody. That's right. Oregon Governor Tina Kotek announced this week that cannabis retailers must pay state taxes or regulators won't issue or renew their licenses. The directive, which will be carried out by the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission and the Oregon Department of Revenue, will affect more than 820 licenses annually that will need to meet tax compliance, according to a news release issued on Tuesday. In a quote, this will help ensure that all businesses are operating under the same rules and not getting any competitive advantage advantage if they haven't paid their taxes, Kotek, a Democrat, said in a statement. According to data from the Revenue Department, cannabis retailers have a higher noncompliance rate in Oregon for payment of taxes, 9%, than any other tax programs administered by the department, which is normally at 3%. Oregon law allows regulators to take action against companies that fail to pay their taxes when it comes to the issuances of some licenses, the uh, execution of contracts or appointments to a board or commission. The OLCC, according to a news release, will add a tax compliance tool to its application and renewal process for cannabis retailers by requiring licenses or applicants to provide a tax compliance certificate from the Revenue Department. Uh, Reigning in unpaid taxes has been a challenge for the cannabis regulators elsewhere. In California, the Department of Tax and Fee Administration last year uh, started ramping up enforcement against unlicensed and licensed cannabis companies, which at the time owed the state nearly $200 million in unpaid taxes. Efforts to collect unpaid taxes in the world's largest cannabis market have included launching raids and auctioning off-seized properties. That's seized properties, not to be confused with seized properties. High taxes, according to industry executives and analysts, have crushed licensed cannabis businesses in California while providing a huge advantage to underground operators who skirt taxes and other regulatory requirements. Well, what do you guys think about this? Is Oregon really on the right path by basically telling the cannabis retailers that we're basically not going to renew your license if you don't pay your taxes on time? And on top of it, now you're probably going to have to purchase this tax certificate because, you know, the government doesn't give anything for free. But that's just speculation on whether or not they're going to charge for that tax certificate. I just know that it's a Democrat controlled state. So I expect them to have a surcharge for that as well because of that. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the high at nine news hour. What do you all think about that? Taxation is theft. Are they are they are they pulling liquor licenses for uh, um, for folks that are not paying their taxes there? They're doing open audits there. That's what I want to know. The, 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 the article didn't reference anything like that, Rico. Or are they just targeting cannabis entrepreneurs here? Oh, they're strictly targeting cannabis. That My night. money is on that. This move is really to help weed out, no pun intended, um, the industry there. They got too many folks, too much cannabis. So they're trying to find ways to not issue so many licenses. This is them trying to clean up the state. This is not them really caring about the tax revenue. This, you think they're trying to clean up the state? I think they're trying, yes, to get fewer license holders in the state. I, I, I disagree. To help you're... with the glut of cannabis coming I, out of there. I, I would agree with you if it was affecting all cannabis licenses, but the article seems to reference that they're only talking about retailers, not cultivators or manufacturers or distribu- distributors. Well, that makes zero sense. Why would they only target I, I I agree with that too, Gretchen. I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Regardless, 
You're a cannabis business with a license. Uh, you got to pay your taxes. I, agree I don't understand that. why that's so difficult for people to understand in this I, industry. I agree. I agree with you. But at the same time, we are grossly overtaxed. And I do believe that a lot of people. Should I understand, but that's not a defense in a court of law. Oh, they taxed me too much. So I'm not going to pay them. Government's not a court of law either. And if it was, okay, can I pick a bone with Gretchen? If this was, I can't wait, Nicholas Wildstar. If this was being adjudicated by a judge, I think we would have it be having a different conversation, Gretchen. But it's okay. Not. Well, I'm saying that's the next oh, step. These people are going to court next. Selective outrage. What you got, Governor? So yeah. why do you think, Gretchen, that it's necessary for a business to have to pay an extortion fee? Because that's pretty much what taxes are. Just to operate a business. That's how this country works. I don't understand why all of a sudden oh, people are like, on. oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is no taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. I don't want to. I want zero infrastructure. I don't want schools. I don't want health care. I don't want anything. No more taxes. Period. No more taxes. Yes. Yes. No Let's more go for taxes. anarchy. Great. <laughs> uh, there plan. are states in our, our country that do not tax for sales, that do not sure. have a business tax, that do not have a property tax. Unfortunately, yes. California is one of those states that has all of the above. Every uh, single one of them. Yes, there are plenty of states like that, Nicholas Wildstar. However, they have set up their taxation programs to deal with that. So they cannot have those taxes. The, well, Oregon the problem with not. this in particular is Jason is saying is that they're taxing businesses that have a license and saying that if you don't pay your taxes, right. we're going to take away your license. Which and Why is, is that bad? Because they're still legitimate businesses. They're just refusing to pay this fee that the government is saying that they need to pay just to stay in operation. The customers aren't complaining about, you know, the services that they're providing. It's simply the government saying, because you're not going to give us our cut. You know, they're yes. sitting there doing this shit. I mean, uh, excuse my French. All but, <laughs> Simply all they're doing is, um, you know, putting a, a, a line in front of these businesses saying in order to cross, you must pay a fee. Right. All that's not really cool. All, all that they're really going to do. All businesses have to pay taxes. I don't understand this argument. I, 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 I agree. Like not every business in every state, Unfairly. Are other, are other industries being taxed the same way, though? Are other are other being no. treated the same way? Not taxed the same way. We all we all know they're getting overtaxed, but are they being treated the same way? Are okay. they telling other businesses if you're late on your taxes, we're not renewing your your license? The, art, the article clearly states that cannabis is being singled out in regards to this because they're saying that the cannabis licenses have a nine percent failure rate of paying taxes, as opposed to traditional businesses that have a three three percent failure rate of paying taxes. And I think um, Gretchen. Am I wrong by uh, I'm taking from your comments here that you said that they're weeding out the bad actors uh, there that I'm not um, saying bad actors. I think they're trying to weed to thin out the herd. I think they're trying to thin out their industry. Well, that's my point is that if they were trying to thin out the herd, they'd be trying to limit the amount of cultivation licenses because right. that's one of the reasons that cannabis is so cheap in Oregon is because they give they have given out so many of these right. cultivation licenses. And so the retail licenses isn't the problem that they're having in Oregon. It's all of the mass cultivation that they're doing that's drowning everybody in financial debt. I would love Jason Beck for you to do a little more deep dive into the story and find out if it's truly just retailers that they're going after. Well, according to the article, a homework assignment there. You see, you see that she's trying to give you a homework assignment. Know, Jason, yeah. Are you going to do it? It's not even Friday, and she's trying to give me homework over the weekend. Are you going to do it though? 
I mean, I've already done it. I've already, I've already told you guys what I think about this. It's a, it's a catastrophe. These Democrats are always about overtaxation and no representation. I know. It's, 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 it is a selective outrage. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 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 dis, I'm just disappointed with your uh, conservative uh, views here, uh, Gretchen. You're just like siding with the, the, the tax. I'm not, I'm not siding with the tax man, but I'm saying people go into business. I want a license. You have to pay taxes. Those are the rules. And all this industry is so outraged. This rules is just are- like Dale's story from yesterday where the folks up in Humboldt are like, oh, no, they want us to pay taxes now. Are you kidding me? This is how it works. You want a license. You want to be in the legal industry. You got to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And that's why the black market is prevailing, right? Exactly. It's why it's flourishing. Guess how much taxes those guys are paying, Gretchen? I understand. <laughs> That they are not paying their taxes. What, that is why they are not considered legitimate business. They are paying taxes. They're paying taxes when they go and buy shit. Yep, they're paying taxes every time they get raided. Hold on. Not, they get raided. You, 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 you use that product. That is the tax that you are paying. Hold on. Uh, uh, Nicholas, if they are in a state that does not charge sales tax, they are not paying a tax every time they make a purchase. So I'm going to have to push back on that just a I little. I like that. Okay. That's great. All right. But, but I bet you they're paying the property tax if they own a house or a car or something like that. If they're I bet you they pay a luxury tax or something like that. It's all these taxes, man. Oh my God. Everything is everything is a tax. What state? Whether, whether and I'm sorry. What state do you live in, Wildstar? You're in California, is that right? Yeah, and I believe in property rights, like our constitution says, which includes our money, our mm-hmm. our cash, you know, our wealth. That belongs to us. Not to mention- well, if anyone has a beef with taxes, it should be me because I have taxation without representation. I got to pay taxes, but I got no one giving me a voice in Congress. Exactly. It's all So bad. if I it's understand the need to pay taxes, then I think the cannabis industry should understand the need to pay taxes. I, 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 don't, I don't think the cannabis industry has a problem with paying taxes. We have a problem with gross overtaxation. And if we were taxed at a similar rate of other agricultural commodities, we could totally get in, fall in line with that. But the reality is that we are taxed at every single part of the supply chain in pretty much every single state that we can operate in. And that is just a gross overtaxation. And something needs to be done immediately in regards to because all of these politicians and a majority of them are Democrats in a lot of this overtaxation going on across the country. And with that, we're going to go. Oh, you want to say something next? Yeah. Yes, I do. All right. I understand all of these arguments. I got them. However, people got into this industry knowing the rules. They knew that they were going to be grossly overtaxed. They knew what was coming down the pike. So all of a sudden, to care, uh, I'm being taxed too much. Now I'm not going to pay my my taxes. Come on. We're always fighting. That's not how you fight for change. but you don't you don't have an argument when you look like a criminal to people Gretchen, you don't this is what I, I told you that you should run for office here in california you'd be a great republican running for office because you are 100 pro-tax they would love that yeah 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 well and coming up next, coming up next we have our favorite rhino republican gretchen gailey she's the pricey <laughs> red that loves to overtax the industry and overtax oh, everybody yeah. else she probably would would have voted for Joe Biden's economic stimulus plan if she was in Congress. But nonetheless, <laughs> she's the founder of Panoptic Strategies and our very own Washington Insider. Not to mention, I think we should make a tax for people that dress their dogs in clothes and absurd outfits. That's right. It's Gretchen Gailey. Well, if they did come up with that tax, I would do my civic duty and pay it. 
Uh, Crazily, crazily high, absurdly high. What it was like a hundred dollars per outfit. I can't help what Salem loves. Salem loves her outfits, so she gets what she wants. Mama takes care of Salem. She, oh. I got to pay hundred bucks to put her in a little outfit. She's gonna get it. She's oh. my princess. Oh boy. oh boy. Anyway, my headline is coming from Marijuana Moment. DEA official says new rules are coming for synthetic cannabinoids, including CBD and Delta Eight THC. The DEA will soon be proposing new rules to clarify that synthetically manufactured cannabinoids like Delta-8-THC are prohibited controlled substances. At the agency's 2023 supply chain conference earlier this month, Terrence Booz, chief of DEA's drug and chemical evaluation section, said that officials have received multiple petitions on the issue and are in the process of modifying our regulations on cannabis constituents based on recommendations from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. One change, Booth said in the speech, which was first noted by the law firm Vicente LLP, would be to decontrol CBD up to 0.1% THC on a weight-to-weight or weight-to-volume basis. Based on a slideshow presentation that accompanied the speech, it appears that he was referring to plans to deschedule thin-setic synthetic CBD. Hemp-derived cannabinoid that naturally produced is no longer regulated by DEA as long as the preparations it is contained in have no more than 0.3% THC by dry weight. Boo said that the intent of the forthcoming rulemaking will be to provide clarity and clear confusion about the legal status of various cannabinoids since hemp and its derivatives were federally legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill. Since then, the market for cannabis products, including edibles and tinctures, has rapidly expanded, and the emergence of intoxicating cannabinoids like Delta-8 THC has prompted lawmakers in states across the country to enact a patchwork of regulations for the products. Delta-8 THC does, not occur, does occur naturally in cannabis in trace amounts, and the DEA has previously confirmed that those natural constituents are uncontrolled. But many products are being produced synthetically through a chemical process that converts CBD into Delta-8-THC. That is not allowed, Boo said, emphasizing that synthetic tetrahydrocannabinols were not exempted from the Controlled Substances Act, even though hemp and its naturally produced derivatives were legalized. The act of taking that substance in any synthetic step now brings it back under the CSA. A number of states have come up with regulatory responses it's somewhat of a patchwork right now. Marijuana Moment reached out to the DEA for clarification, but a representative did not respond by the time of publication. Earlier this year, the DEA also clarified to an attorney that two cannabinoids that have emerged in state markets, Delta-8 THCO and Delta-9 THCO, do not meet the federal definitions of legal hemp and are therefore considered illegal controlled substances. The agency announced in 2020 that it had removed the prescription CBD medication Epidiolex from Schedule 5 of the CSA, fully descheduling the cannabis medication. Sean Hauser, a partner at Vicente LLP, who co-chairs the firm's hemp and cannabinoids department, told Where Marijuana Moment that it's important to keep in mind that the DEA has so far only issued an interim final rule to codify regulatory changes in response to hemp legalization under the 2018 Farm Bill. Uh, the DEA is doing this because they don't want to deal with this in the upcoming farm bill that is coming up this year. Uh, the industry desperately needs clarification on what is going on here. Um, I would love to know what y'all think about them trying to come out and regulate now. Uh, good old Delta 8. Better late than never. Mm-hmm. They're making it illegal. Does that make you feel better? 
I mean, it always has been illegal. And now they're just finally realizing that it actually is. So, so good for them for finally coming to the light. You know, it's Delta eight presents a major, 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 uh, public safety risks to, to our children. So I ask everyone, what about the children? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I was just actually speaking uh, with a friend last night, Bo Whitney, uh, from Whitney Economics, who was telling me that Sorry. the Delta eight market in Florida alone, Florida alone right now is over $10 billion. Wow. That's crazy. For about 70 cents, you can buy a can of soda, regular or diet. What about the children? In Ethiopia, for just mm -hmm. 70 cents a day, what you can feed a child That's like Jamal got. nourishing meals. Mm -hmm. For about 70 cents, you can also buy a cup of coffee. Yes. In Guatemala, right. for 70 cents a day, you can help a child like what Vilma get the clothes the she needs to attend school. For about... Are you done now? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about saving the children, bro. DEA. Yep. DEA is now saying that Delta 8 is going to be under their jurisdiction and they're going to clap back on it. I wonder how long it's actually going to take them to clean up all the Delta 8 mess in every single liquor store and gas station across the country. I wonder how long you're going to have DEA out there pushing packs behind the scenes. <laughs> you're going to be buying your off-brand D8 products from a undercover DEA agent. They the proper price. Mm -hmm. Wearing aviators looking like Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, it should be interesting. I, I don't see raids and all that stuff happening over this. You know, There's a lot of paperwork. Why, 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 why don't you think they're going to raid anybody, Gretchen? Who? Why would the, why like would, they have the manpower to go and do this to go and try and shut down Delta Eight operators? Hundred percent, hundred percent. They're gonna go and and bust down all the all the hemp distribution facilities that are bootlegging all this product, all this snake oil. I'm well, gonna say uh, something that probably. Uh, one question: I, I wonder would. would this fall under Rohrbacher Far? Nope. Why not? Because it's hemp. What, what was that, Governor? It's hemp, and Rohrabacher covers covers uh, medical and adult. It's in medical states, now, so I'm saying in medical states, I think they could get away with it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can. I don't, I, I don't think okay. they can. Um, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I don't think Rohrabacher Far would fall would fall under this. Um, I do think there is a way that someone could skew it to make it fall under under that because I think they could they could go and try to say that that it is a cannabis plant as opposed to a hemp plant. Right. And they're all the same thing and under the Controlled Substances Act. And if they're a licensed hemp operator, the rule stipulates it's for licensed operators. Narrate it. The narr but it's, it specifically speaks to medical cannabis. It does not mention anything in regards to hemp. And since all the regulations are in regards with hemp, mm. that's why I'm saying I don't think that it would. I fall. disagree because I think anyone's going to make the argument that Delta 8 can be I used think, medically I, I, too. I think, you could, I think you could make that argument. I think you could. But whether or not it's going to fall on deaf ears is a whole nother question. Wildstar, what you got? I was going to say that um, I know that this is going to set everybody this pro-regulation and government control, but um, what happened to free choice? I mean, Congress is really wasting time with all of this. All of these legislators are wasting taxpayers' money trying to regulate and control people 
making the free choice to go out and buy these products. Businesses making the free choice to offer these products. Whether we think they're harmful or whatever the case may be, you can make the same uh, argument for uh, cigarettes, for alcohol, for whatever sin, tax, you know, you feel like the government should be controlling as a product for people to, again, freely consume. What about that part? Uh, Amen. I, I don't know, Governor, when you became the governor of Fantasyland, but that is not how this works. And I'm saying, and they're not regulating this. Uh, my hope is they're not regulating this to make it strictly illegal. They're regulating it because of the children to make sure that consumers and patients are kids, getting safe products. Should, should Delta 8 not be tested, Governor? In Central America, it shouldn't be tested. I'm saying that if it does, allow right. the free market to do so instead of spending taxpayers' money, wasting our money mm -hmm. on doing such a thing to regulate for something that somebody is going to go out and buy, regardless of whether it's been tested or not. I don't care whether my weed has been tested or not, honestly, because I'm going to go to a place where I know I'm going to test. I trust, <laughs> you know, and, right. and, and the providers right. there will give me mm -hmm. something where they know I'll come back and buy more, you know? So mm -hmm. that's the way the free market works. I approve this message. <laughs> I hear you, but there are plenty of other Damn. people out there who do not have that trusted source that they go to. And so exactly. if, they the go into, if they and go to a legal the case, shop, they should be able to know that that product is tested that's all. let an independent organization free from the government farmers market free from public funds i think uh, that atmosphere and that opportunity farmers market i, I think i think we should really really ask our resident delta eight uh resident <laughs> connoisseur <laughs> expert uh stone slade what Nico he me yeah what do you think <laughs> hey listen i'm all for you know take down the delta eight if states want to decide to regulate it and and let their state, you know, make it available to their people, that's fine. I just don't think it it never should have been able to jump the line before cannabis and, and being legal. It's it's not a safe product. And and kind of leading into my story, I bet you if they take D8 off the shelves, the the high numbers of pediatric uh, hospital visits because kids are getting into people's edibles will yep. go way down. That is very true. I would totally agree with that statement, uh, Mr. Slade. Um, I totally, totally agree with that. But we have to, uh, we have to go to a commercial. That was a fascinating story. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Gretchen. You always, you always stir it up with all that rhino ness you got cooking over there. <laughs> the reality I've got cooking over here. Uh, run that commercial. Republicans were anti-taxation. Yeah, he's a rhino Republican. I'm not trying to tax it. I'm trying to test it. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Control. That should be a. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com.
Oh, yeah. If you would kindly, please smash that like button. Also, too, make sure that you're subscribed if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page already. And make sure you head over to our website, www.highat9news.com. Make sure you check out the amazing merchandise selection that we have curated for you guys to be able to rock High at 9 News everywhere you go. Also, while you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter. And when you do sign up for our newsletter, you will get a confirmation email in your inbox, or it may go into your junk box, but you do need to hit confirm subscription right away and then then you will be then subscribed to the hyatt nine news newsletter and of course always we want to thank all of our everyone watching the show all of our audience every day and we want to encourage everyone if you really want us to pay attention to your chats in the chat box make it a super chat if you want to be heard today Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. In an industry aiming lower and lower, this lone star state superstar always takes the high road. And he's always hitting the high road, too. And he is the host of the show of the same damn name. Y'all know who it is coming to the stage next. Stone Slade. Thank you, Eric Gardner. No, I was throwing some Texas there. Anyway, today my story comes out of the great state of California. One of the go-to fear grenades in the prohibitionist propaganda war chest is the good old, what about the children cry? And this tried and true method has gotten Americans from both sides of the aisle in a frenzy over things like the annual scare that someone actually wants to give their pot to your little trick-or-treater or to trying to convince the public that dispensaries make it easier for underage kids to obtain cannabis. Both, of course, completely untrue. In today's what about the children moment, California State Assembly member Jackie Irwin believes that the state failed to explain the meaning of a law pertaining to cannabis packaging. With the passing of Prop 64 in uh, 2016, California law concerning cannabis packaging only says that packages and labels shall not be made to be attractive to children. However, without any clarification on what exactly that means, there have definitely been a few brands that have some brightly colored cartoony branding and packaging. Irwin believes that this, uh, that some of this pack product packaging is leading to children being accidentally exposed to cannabis. She has introduced Assembly Bill 1207 into the California State Assembly to remedy that problem. In an official explanation of the bill, she wrote, since the passage of Proposition 64, pediatric exposure to cannabis has increased exponentially. These exposures uh, are, influ have, have, are heavily influenced by the use of features on cannabis product packaging that are explicitly attractive to children. Irwin went on to say that children who unintentionally consume cannabis uh, consistently require poison control treatment, and in many cases, they can also expose their fellow elementary and middle school peers to cannabis. Now, Irwin intends to uh, identify, uh, define exactly what attractive to children means in AB 1207 by including the use of images of cartoons, toys, robots, fictional animals, real or fictional humans, any likeness to images, characters, or phrases that are used to advertise to children, the use of brand names or imitation of brand packaging of cereals, sweets, chips, or other food products typically marketed to children, 
and the word candy and any variant such as spelled with a K or a K with a double E ending. Additionally, the bill will also prohibit the flavoring in cannabis vapes, specifically any artificial, synthetic, or natural flavoring other than the natural flavor or aroma of cannabis. Now, the bill did pass the Assembly's Business and Professionals Committee by a vote of 13 to 0, and right now it sits in the Appropriations Committee awaiting a decision later today on whether it'll move forward for an Assembly vote. I understand my opinion here may or may not be a popular one, but hear me out. I completely agree that the bill, that, that there needs to be clarification on the law and packaging. And there's a, a couple Captain Obvious pieces of that bill that I do agree with. But I think overall, AB 1207 is a little too much overreach and severely misses the mark. It's not going to affect the products that they're actually aiming for because those aren't even legal products. From the explanations given by the assembly member uh, to the pictures of trap pack candy and mainstream reporting of this story, it's obvious that the packaging that we're talking about didn't come from legal uh, cannabis businesses. It's coming from the thriving illicit market that grows stronger every day because your local state and federal cannabis taxes are choking out legal cannabis businesses. Legal cannabis products are safely locked away at our neighborhood dispensaries even more out of your children's view and reach than alcohol or tobacco and are sold in childproof packaging, no matter what picture is on the package. Now you're gonna severely limit packaging and logo designs for uh, legal cannabis companies when the culprit you're aiming at isn't even a legal regulated product. You're gonna completely pro prohibit the use of images of cartoons, robots, fictional animal animals, real or fictional humans. Many adults appreciate the artwork that some brands feature on their packaging, but this blanket ban could affect uh, could affect that because of the use of fictional animals or because because of use of a fictional animal or it could be considered a cartoon by somebody. This immediately made me think of the story Rico did a while back on the people from the heavy metal cartoon movie getting into cannabis in the Michigan Mar uh, Massachusetts market. I love that artwork. It's technically a car it's cartoon artwork. It has uh, fictional animals on it, and it's not really even meant for kids. But that would be affected by this bill. The real issue here isn't legal cannabis brands marketing to lure, lure your children and sell like some kind of weird pied popper, piper of pot. The real issue here are the absolute worst kind of cannabis consumers, negligent, negligent parents not being responsible with products in their homes that aren't meant for children. It's common sense, people. Educate your kids, hide your stash, and quit making responsible cannabis consumers look bad. I'm Stone Slade reporting for the Hyatt 9 News Out. Thank you, Slade. Stone. I really don't understand how they get this whole we're marketing to children thing when children aren't even allowed in these stores. Exactly. It is the most ridiculous, uh, dumbfounded overreach of government regulation, almost maybe possibly in the history of government. I agree with you. There's, yeah. this, is, this is also um, you're silencing art artists yes. as well. Right? Artists. How are you going to brand anything? You can't have it two ways. If you want this to be an economic boon, you know, it has to be appealing. Right? Color color right? Like how, how many kids like anime? How many kids like manga? You know, like those uh, Japanese uh, animated characters with big boobs and, and all that stuff. Uh, those are out in the, in the market. Are they railing against them? Like, why are they just picking on cannabis here? They need to be spending their time putting forward more licensing. Today, you help a child like Maria, who received an operation to restore her sight. Right. If, you, if, you want, if you want to control the messaging that, that, that teachers have in the classroom and get them to stop saying stuff all the time, and you're going to be censoring uh, all of the products that go and hit the market, like, like, what are we really paying taxes for, Governor? 
<laughs> for you to be told what to do as free people in a free country. I mean, I think we already talked about this before, maybe one time. And when we were discussing um, flavored tobacco or, uh, you know, flavored cannabis products, whatever, and the ban of that here in the state. But uh, for them to speak specifically of marketing the kids is ridiculous. Jason is correct in saying that because kids are not buying these products. It is said. It is irresponsible parenting. I'll tell you one time of a story. I, I went to give a kid that I was hanging out with a, a gummy. A gummy. You're hanging out with kids, man. You're just hanging out with kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> it was a family thing. You know what I'm saying? Kids all around and shit. And uh, I went to get a kid a gummy bear, and he was like, these aren't, aren't adult gummies, are they? And I looked at the kid like, man, what the heck? Where you get that from, dude? Stranger you know, danger. You know, the kid's parent, the father has drug problems, like real hard meth head drug problems, you know, and that's how the kid ended up getting his hands on these said gummies. So, yes, it is irresponsible parenting that's leading to kids ending up with these products in their hands, you know, Uh, whether they be cannabis, whether they be tobacco or alcohol related or whatever the case may be. But changing the packaging isn't going to help that because you do have other products that are sold to adults only that are using, you know, uh, colorful uh, marketing and labeling and characters or whatever the case may be. So what are you going to do? Make this generic across the board, you know, demand for packaging to look a certain way and who's going to define that? I mean, they should, they should regulate. That. If they would, they need to bring that same energy to regulating the sugar industry because the sugar industry is the Tell worst threat to America and America's American health. Nicholas, well, we care about the kids so much though, right? Yeah. All day, every day. They want to use that to Shut tell grown adults. Nicholas, 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 just to touch on your point, okay? Uh, to my understanding, uh, Canada uh, does has has the same problem and they have all opaque packaging and don't don't allow for any branding or anything on any of their packages, but yet they still have the same problem. So this is not the solution to that even in the first place. Look at that, see? So we have an example of countries that have already implemented that. Exactly. Maybe even sta- states, you know, here in our country that have done that, and they still have that problem. So what are we paying for, grown adults? We're paying for other grown adults to take our money, to do research, to tell us don't do this when we know it's not working. Control over the situation doesn't make things better. What does is the freedom for us to just do as we please, and then we can fine tune and see those bad, you know, characters, those culprits, and then that's how we can pinpoint and crack down on the real criminality that happens in an industry, no matter what it may be. Cannabis, alcohol, fruits and vegetables, you know. Clothing. A chance to go to school or whatever you needed most. Gretchen, Gretchen, what what are your thoughts on this, Gretchen? Should should they do more or should they do less? You can reach out to one of them by sharing. I'm I'm going to wait for this bullshit to stop. Dead that shit.
Um, I, I agree 100% with, uh, with Stone. I mean, this is just, it's silly. Uh, clearly the, the people who are the bad actors are not the legal market. And I, I don't know when the last time I saw a school bus of kids roll up to the dispensary for a tour and, you know, go in and buy their product. So I don't know where they're getting this stuff from. I totally agree 100%. Although I don't necessarily agree with the governor on, you know, let just let be because you know we're all adults here and we can handle it i, I know mean, this Damn, country has proven time and time again they can't handle it <laughs> but bless your heart governor i, we, we, I, I, I wish i had the optimism that you did in the american public to just get it right we should live free you know and i know is his property mm -hmm. <laughs> you know taxation is immoral because you're pretty much charging people to live when yes. nobody has that authority, we don't have a king, we don't have a queen, we should not be paying tax on the land just to live. And that's actually what our Constitution says, the Declaration of Independence, which, which says you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's right. You don't, you don't have the right to be happy, just the right to pursue it. Just remember right. that. Absolutely. <laughs> Just remember that. And with that, we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah. Coming up next... It's the governor himself. That's right. Nicholas Wildstar. He represents the black conservative voice that Joe Biden would love to just silence you for even acknowledging it exists. That's right. Here to change the narrative today is the governor, Nicholas Wildstar. Singapore on Wednesday hanged another citizen for trafficking cannabis. The second in three weeks as it clung uh, as it clung firmly to the death penalty despite, despite growing calls for the city-state to halt drug-related executions. The 37-year-old man was executed after his last-ditch bid to reopen his case was dismissed by the court Tuesday without a hearing, said activist Kokila Anamale of the Transformative Justice Collective, which advocates for abolishing the death penalty in Singapore. The man who was not named since his family asked for privacy had been imprisoned for seven years and convicted for in 2019 for trafficking around three pounds or one and a half kilos of cannabis, she said. Uh, his bid to reopen his case was based on DNA evidence and fingerprints that tied him to a much smaller amount, which he admitted to possessing, but the court rejected it, she, she added. Under Singapore laws, trafficking more than a pound of cannabis may result in a death penalty. If we don't come together to stop it, we fear that this killing spree will continue in the weeks and months to come, she said. Some 600 prisoners are on death row in the city-state, mostly for drug-related offenses, she added. Singapore executed 11 people last year for drug offenses after a two-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The hanging of one particular Malaysian believed to be mentally disabled sparked an international outcry and brought the country's capital punishment under scrutiny for flouting human right norms. Three weeks ago, Singapore, uh, Singaporean Tangaraju Sepia 
46, was hanged in the uh, in the first execution this year for trafficking a kilo or 2.2 pounds of cannabis, although he was not caught with the drugs. Prosecutors said phone numbers traced him as the person responsible for coordinating the, the delivery of the drugs, which he denied. Human rights groups, British mogul Richard Branson and the United Nations have urged Singapore to halt the executions for drug-related offenses as increasing evidence shows the death penalty is ineffective as a deterrent. But Singapore authorities insist that all prisoners get due process of law and that capital punishment remains part of Singapore's comprehensive harm prevention strategy, which targets both drug demand and supply. Apart from Singapore, Amnesty International said Indonesia carried out 112 drug-related executions last year by firing squad after a hiatus since 2016. In contrast, neighboring Thailand has legalized cannabis, while Malaysia has ended the mandatory death penalty for serious crimes. Reporting for the High Nine News Hour, this is Nick Wildstar, a.k.a. The Governor. Speak now or forever hold your peace. What was that high number you said, Nicholas? For what? You said you said they com- had 156 ex- executions. 112 drug-related executions last year by firing squad. And that was in Indonesia. But as far as Singapore, they've uh, killed 11 people in the last year. You know, um, Magic. I know... Um, <clears throat> Donald Trump right now is eyeing the whole ca- uh, cannabis vacuum that has been left open by Joe Biden. But then on the other side, he's thinking about that dictator button. He wants to push it to where he go <laughs> fully the opposite direction and say he's going to start executing cannabis Never. <laughs> entrepreneurs. He did say that. Yes. He did say that, Jason. He wanted to go with Duterte before. He, he wanted to go the Philippine president route. Stop you know? Trump did not say that. Trump is talking yes, about Yes, he did. Him. Duterte, he's doing yeah. well over there. He's pulling well. Yes, 90%, 90% approval rating. Duterte. If you guys don't want to believe BS, then keep on believing it. You know, ain't no one here. Donald Trump absolutely said that all drug dealers should be executed. And he's he did not specify cannabis, but he did say drug dealers. Selling fentanyl yes. because that's what the whole conversation was in regards to previously well the so, man needs to be more specific exactly he needs to now. his words i'm sure he surrounds himself with the best people no, and i'm sure they're telling him that fentanyl is part of marijuana you obviously <laughs> okay so do we not have the right to life or as people as human beings on this planet to say we should be free to consume a product and not be put to death because of it and that's what they what they're dealing with over there in Singapore. I mean, thank God we're here in America, but again, there's certain states throughout our our country that are that way. California has, you know, um uh people on death row, but we've stayed executions or whatever. If another governor comes along and say we want to pick that up, then guess what? We got a lot of people getting he- killed here. You know, and that's what's happened throughout our country is as soon as you get a dictator put in place to say, I'm going to kill somebody for not doing what I want them to do, then we are living under a dictatorship. We are not living under a, in a free country and we are not people to exercise, uh, uh, able to exercise our liberties freely, you know, 
without any persecution. We're supposed to have a, a government that's supposed to be a representation. It's supposed to be a republic. The government's supposed to represent us and our choices. They do not. Um, so what are we going to do to say enough is enough? Speak out about it, man. And um, just on a, on, a, on a lighter note, Jason, what do you call a penis-shaped potato? Oh, God. I just... A dictator. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> Dope dad jokes. <laughs> I like that one. You like that one? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Like dictators? I've heard worse. <laughs> Dictator Tots <laughs> coming to coming to a near you. Hey, fun. All right, thank you all out there for joining us today for another episode of High at Nine News. You can always catch us weekdays 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fans showing love, getting their comments projected live on the big screen. Also to the live audience members and online supporters catching us across all media platforms tuning in for the daily headlines of chaos known as the developing cannabis industry our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table our production team cloud media partners house of fuego the vortex the 91 club and all of our sponsors out there helping us keep the lights on keeping our av struggles to a minimum and of course the lovely jaja simone holding us all the way down over in clubhouse to the haters out there we love y'all with all of our hearts but we hope that you trip up and bust your face today Always. Cannabis Sativa L. The reason the High 9 News team shows up and does this every single day. Thank you. It is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. The show is over and you've all been blessed with today's top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. My name is Rico Lemieux, the dopest dad on the street, with your daily reminder that when life gives you no place else to turn, you can always turn the fuck up. And today... We're going to have Stone Slade. What we got for the outro today, man? What we, what we got for these people, man? Give us a message. Yo, big thank you to that whole crew that helped makes this shit happen behind the scenes. I've never said that out loud. I want to say it today. And people, don't wait for shit to happen. Get out and make it happen. I love you. Thank you, guys. Pants are awesome. Oh, you can't see them. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a uh, Snapchat session. <laughs> Coming up here, I don't know what else is going to transpire too, but you know, the child is developing country. This boy, the good it can do is more than you can imagine. Why don't you call this toll free number right now to learn more about CCF as a sponsor? You